recorded live. Once again, you are listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 375. My name is Aaron Nielsen, and with me today, a special co-host, Tommy Tommy Barry, Tommy the Twitter guy at, at the right. VMware Handle. Tommy, thanks for joining us today. Of course, happy to be here. Uh, nice, 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 nice weather we have in California now. It's, it's sunny, but it's supposed to rain for another week. So yeah, some more rain, yeah. So here we go. Uh, excited to to be on the show again. We're trying to do it every 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 week now. We've, we're doing it. We I think we've had one every week all year so far. Yeah. Into February, February second, first day of the or for February first, first day of February. We got them all scheduled out again for the rest of the month. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Which 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 should be great. On the show, we have the subject for today is VMware Code. Uh, they've launched uh, a new website that the Code team has, and we've got uh, Larry Mc, McDonald's. I uh, want a Burger King. No, uh, let's see. So it's Mary McDone. Larry McDone? Is it no, McDone? It's, it's McDonald's. It's Mc, what is it, let, Larry? Let me help you, Eric. It's Larry McDonough. McDonough. All right. Yeah. So we've got Larry McDonough. I work with Larry all the time on the Code Project. Along with me in the room today, we have Tim Bonneman. Tim, how are you doing? Hey, good. Uh, good. Uh, between Tim and Larry, they run the VMware Code uh, program um, and all the stuff that goes into it. Uh, Larry, you work in central engineering. You're, you're what I would call the engineering side of the code program, where you work on the APIs and all the things that the code uh, program is delivering from a software perspective, right? That's right. Yeah, my team, uh, it's an extended team full of engineers and some product managers, are responsible for all the, the sort of ugly guts that go on behind the scenes to make uh, VMware code work, stay up and running, um, and provide all the resources that we provide. And also all the APIs and all the things that are, are, are delivered from a software perspective. You guys have been in that business for quite a long time, right? Uh, we'll talk about that as we get into the show. But uh, I look at the central engineering as kind of the repository of all APIs and you know GitHub repositories and things that we deliver from a code perspective, right? That's right. Yeah. In fact, um, we changed our name recently. Um, we're still uh, very much central to the, the organization, but instead of being central engineering, we're now called Rocks. So it makes for a great acronym. It sounds better than central engineering. So um, yeah, we're the R&D operations and uh, central services group. Oh, excellent. Well, from our perspective, we've worked with you guys for probably now eight years since I've been here. And you guys are the guys that over in engineering are dealing with all of the source code repositories. And that makes sense that, you know, as we have a code program that's offering up those APIs for consumption, that we have some heavy-duty engineers as part of the, the VMware code program. So cool. And then, Tim, you're like the marketing end, uh, community and marketing end, outbound marketing for code. Yeah. Is that the, the right way to, to share what you do at, uh, on the program? Yeah, absolutely. So we're the uh, outward-looking, outward-facing um, part of VMware code, and we're trying to um, you know, get the word out, get more people into the program, and also make sure they get what they need um, and they expect from, um, from VMware and the, the various teams and, and initiatives that are happening here. Fantastic. Uh, well, Tommy, uh, we don't have much to say with, with regard to that. I know you've been doing some outbound social yeah. when it comes to code. Uh, um, is, do we get traction on that? What's the, what's the Twitter sphere look like? What's the account that people follow on that? Yeah, sure. So VMware Code, at VMware Code is the official code account. And um, I've been working with Tim to do a lot of social promo um, with the new year, just um, getting the word out on the relaunched website. 
Um, check it out if you haven't um, yet already. It looks great. So I've been doing a lot of promotion on Twitter um, and our other corporate channels the last few weeks. Um, and I think Tim shared with me that there's been pretty large uptick in uh, registrations and Slack members. So uh, definitely look to keep that up in the next few weeks. All right. Great, great, great. Um, so who wants to give me a summary of why are we talking about VMware Code? I know we had VMware Code. We had Marius back in, in podcast number 364 on the show to talk about code. Uh, Tim, you're kind of the replacement of Marius. Um, th there's one conversation that we should probably start with is, you know, what is code? Why are we doing it? Right? Uh, who wants to take a stab at that? I'll start. Um, this is Larry again. So, uh, VMware Code is actually the, the culmination of, uh, gosh, a couple of years of effort um, by many people here. Americ, certainly you were uh, uh, very critical in that. Um, and it began a few years ago, actually, to try to bring together all the resources that uh, VMware has that are here to help developers uh, build on top of our platform. In the past, we haven't really been that good at it. We've um, had a lot of different... Uh, groups in the company offering uh, the outreach to developers in different places. Um, and what we've done with VMware Code is we've sort of lassoed all those groups up under one brand, um, and we're bringing all the uh, great things that the different teams, whether it's you know, going to be uh, part of Photon and, and the cloud native efforts, or whether it's AirWatch, all those different groups and all the great technologies that VMware has to offer, and the SDKs and the APIs. They're all coming in under uh, VMware Code, which is the umbrella brand for all things developer at VMware. Okay. Uh, Tim, do we see industry in the outbound space? Do we see a, a refocus on, on developers? Um, do we, you know, wh what's actually happening? I know that we have, you know, code problem, at, code program at Dell, at EMC spun up a code program. Google has a small code program. IBM has a code program. They're, 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 they're calling them code. Um, what's happening in the industry? Why is such a big focus on developer these days? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's definitely um, it's been happening for, for quite some time that um, as uh, companies realize the importance of um, the developers to build on top of their, um, their, their products and services, right? And um, Google actually has a pretty large developer program. Um, and yeah, what's interesting is VMware has, uh, over the last year, made a real effort to kind of catch up and, um, and, and, and get in front of that. And code is the, um, the emerging um, um, brand, brand and, and platform for that. So one of the things that I noticed, and maybe Larry you can add to this, is that you know, you, aren't we seeing an industry shift where it used to be in the old days uh, when I was uh, working at Sun Microsystems, I worked in engineering, and if we wanted to build our product, uh, we, had a, we had an engineering group, we used make and I make files, and we compile everything every night, but then the, the deployment was a separate activity, right? And so the deployment and going into operations was not really connected. And are we seeing like a, a trend change there? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you were going, you're thinking the same thing I was, Eric, is that among the industry trends that I've seen, um, and this isn't a new trend by any means, but it's definitely uh, a big trend, which is uh, DevOps, right? And it's essentially uh, developers needing to do administrative kind of things, right? Which is to, you know, fire up uh, virtual machines and, and, and configure uh, infrastructure for themselves. And while that's going on, you've got administrators needing to write scripts to help them automate stuff and, and build things. So you've got administrators doing development, 
developers doing administration, you know, hence uh, DevOps was born uh, a number of years ago, actually, but um, it's, you know, taking over the industry by storm. Um, VMware uh, has a lot of products and services that we offer to the DevOps community. And, you know, that's one of the big drivers that I see that's really helped uh, bring this uh, VMware code effort together and kind of bring all the different groups within VMware under one main uh, umbrella. And, and I got two other things I think that are sort of industry um, uh, events that are taking place. Um, one of them is the API economy, right? Um, there's a general movement all across the industry and technology, whether you're in DevOps or not, whether you're in infrastructure and administration and orchestration or not, if it's just straight software, you see companies offering APIs to help other companies expand on those offerings. And that's you know, often referred to as the API economy. It's just, I have a, a Google News uh, alert that I'm always looking for anything under about APIs, and it's just exploded over the last year or so. Uh, I can't keep up with all the news of people offering APIs and from bizarre, strange companies you wouldn't have expected that. Um, and then the third thing, I think, is really the open source movement, right? Um, open source has been big for many, many years, um, and VMware uh, hasn't had such a great uh, reputation in the open source community, um, but that's changing. It's changing big time. So uh, VMware has pivoted uh, very quickly, especially with our... Um, uh, acquisition of Dirk Hondel as our chief open source officer. I don't know if you've had him on the show yet. We did. We did. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the podcast number, but we had Dirk on maybe about a month ago. Yeah, he's fantastic, and he's really helping to steer the company more into that direction. So um, all those things together, I think, plus uh, what Tim had said, you know, these I see as the driving forces that are helping to make, uh, you know, this VMware code uh, a reality. Yeah, I think I, I've seen that we recently in the community team moved our CloudCred platform from IT managed to Amazon, right? And yeah. and the reason we did that was we wanted just-in-time development, right? Yeah. So if I look at the, the criteria for deploying into VMware's IT, uh, we get to we have blackout periods, we have you know test requirements, we have all of this heavy process to be able to do engineering and then deploy. Right. Uh, when we go to Amazon, we, we moved off of that, and all of a sudden we can set up you know, DevOps processes where we're building code, testing code, delivering code in a two-day or three-day sprint. Yep, right? yep. And so we just see this where it used to be we had IT ops and process and procedure, and now we're just moving it in as part of our development process, deploying right out into the infrastructure and that, to me, means that I'm in the infrastructure business, and all yeah. of a sudden I have to pay attention to what tools and technologies I'm using, what APIs do I use from the DevOps perspective to use. And so as to your DevOps point, I mean, you, you covered three points, which is the DevOps space, um, the open source space, and what was the third API one? Economy. The API economy space. Uh, I definitely see it in the DevOps space, yeah. that need to have rapid turnaround, which means uh, as a tool user and builder, we actually have to, you know, pay attention to this space now, which means I need to join code and spend time trying to learn what I'm doing. Right. And everything that the company has done in the past is all going to be wrapped up under code. So if you're in, in previously, you know, a year or two ago, you had to look for um, in multiple places, you had to look on multiple different websites at VMware to uh, figure out, you know, what's available, what APIs are out there, what tools and technologies do they have, where how do their products fit in? How do I extend that capability? And all that's being wrapped under one place. So you go to one place now, and then you can explore from there. And then you had mentioned uh, deployment. And I think that it, it makes sense to, to expand our conversation a little bit. 
um, because VMware Code I see as being two, two of the three parts of the major developer initiative that we've got launched this year. Um, code is both a program for developers, it's also a web portal, right, that gains access. The third part is marketplaces. And um, we haven't talked about that. Maybe we have another podcast to talk about our cool marketplace efforts. But it is essentially a type of deployment um, for developers and partners, right? You guys build great stuff um, on top of our platform. And then how do you get that in front of customers? Well, we're building an in-product marketplace. Um, it'll first start be showing up in um, our vRealize products. Uh, so right there in the administration panel. Um, on the dashboard, administrators will be able to try out different types of uh, uh, VROPS plugins um, and uh, management packs and content packs in Log Insight. So we'll have those things right there in front of the, you know, the actual users in the product. So if developers then develop components and functionality, VMware is building a, you know, as part of code, I go to code and I can then start participating yeah. and sign up to then expose my, my software, my API, yeah. Uh, to people that are running VMs in, in data centers. That's right. right. So you have to, you know, you join the program, you join right. the VMware Code program. Um, there's a number of hoops you have to go through, and this is, um, you know, ha isn't all in place yet. So we're giving right, people a little right. a glimpse ahead at the roadmap. Um, but that's the idea, right? So we're building more than just a portal to get stuff. We're, ha we're thinking about how do you guys get that deployed and how do you get it into uh, the products that we have. And if you're primarily an administrator and you're using our products, this is exciting because you'll have more rich uh, third-party content that you can uh, try out and integrate with uh, your configurations. I think another trend here, and we'll move off of trends a little bit, we'll actually get to talk about the code program and the website and the launching, but before we do that, there's, I think there's one other trend that I'm seeing, which is the idea that your application controls infrastructure in real time and dynamically, right? Mm -hmm. So that if you're building an application and as app developers start doing this, they actually want to determine their workload and then determine how much more infrastructure do they need to respond to the workload of the application. So if you have scaled apps or serverless apps and you're building these serverless apps, the, serverless, the whole idea of a serverless app is that these components can go run and then determine their own destiny of what they need to be able to run to handle the workload that's happening that's going against a particular service. And so this whole application development space is changing with fluid fluid compute resources. Um, and I see that at Amazon, I see that at Google, I see that in your own hybrid cloud environments, and so developers starting to take advantage of that, which marries your engineers to your cloud infrastructure APIs. And I know that VMware has a pretty big effort around building REST APIs for almost all of the infrastructure control elements of our software stack. Absolutely, yeah, so interesting stuff. Okay. Um, I, I like this space. I think that we are all going to have to spend, spend more time in it. Primarily, our audience is IT administrators. We do have. I like to say that every IT administrator out there likes to hack on things, right? Mm -hmm. Like, or at least a third of us will will go out and try to build scripts, try to build software, build web apps. Uh, we are all kind of tinkering in this space, and so there's a big market that actually wants to, you know, converge with the engineering space. So, neat stuff. Good program. So uh, be, we're talking about the launch of code now, right? So we launched a new website uh, in sometime just a few a week ago, right? Yeah, it's, it's out there, and that's on code.vmware.com. Um, I know there was a code uh, website before, pretty pretty small, very basic newsletter site that you could go register for the newsletter and see some 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 stuff. 
Then we had Developer Center, right, which was our developer. If you went to developer.vm or .com, uh, you, you went to Developer Center. Um, so we talk about the merge of those two sites, Larry. Maybe we could talk a little about Developer Center, the partner ecosystem, what's there, and then it really these two programs come together and we're branding it under code. But there's a lot of stuff that was already in Developer Center that people might not be exposed to. Yeah, Developer Center has been around for about three years. We launched it just before I arrived. Uh, a, a little over three years ago, um, and its primary focus has been to provide access to partners. These are our close design partners that you know sign agreements with us and um, want to uh, make sure that their products and services run on our platform. Um, and Developer Center was created to make sure we had a way for them to get access to, to the APIs and the SDKs that they need to extend our platform. Um, and then also to request certification. So there's a whole certification, a product certification process that our developers and partners would go through in order to get their products certified. And once certified, then they can be um, listed in another tool that we offer called the VMware um, uh, Compatibility Guide or the VCG. Some people call it the HCL, um, the Hardware Compatibility. Sure. Um, which yep. we used to call in the past and years okay. ago. And we, but the idea is that Developer Center was there to allow partners to log in and get access to all this great stuff. We also had different programs that uh, the partners could join um, that would give them specific access to, to special uh, APIs that, you know, you, you really are very private uh, in, in nature. There's stuff that might be security related, so only a very few companies could get access and they sign lots of agreements with us and they, you know, get all the paperwork in place, but then they could uh, make sure that they're you know, whether it's uh, McAfee or whomever, right, security uh, platforms and tools would, would run on top of VMware. Um, so there's programs there, there's SDKs and access uh, there, login and all that. Um, but over the last year or so, we've been opening up to be more, uh, to, to address a broader audience. And to that regard, we've built um, some tools that just regular old developers have to have. Um, the first one is sample exchange. So sample exchange is a way for developers to browse and search for any type of code sample they might need, um, and then also to submit them. And what we did is we made it uh, such that developers could link directly to their GitHub account. So oh, they had, nice, nice. I like that. Yeah, if yeah. they had samples already in GitHub or right. programs out there that they wanted to share, they didn't have to they didn't have to cut, copy, and paste and move it into sample exchange. In fact, sample exchange doesn't have to have um, anything locally stored. It just, it just gathers, it's like a massive catalog. Um, so developers can go there to search and browse for any type of code examples. Um, they're, you can, they're community rated, um, you can request samples, like if there's a, not a sample that you, you, you don't find what you want, you can request it and there's experts that are kind of following you different channels and filters there for various products and um, they can submit a sample for you. So that was one of the big tools. The other big tool is API Explorer, and this is a uh, API browser essentially that allows uh, developers to see all the different APIs that uh, VMware has to offer. Um, you can see what they look like, what the calls are. Um, you know, it supports Swagger format and a number of others. So you'll see REST APIs there. There's even you know some of the older SOAP APIs that we have. Um, it supports all different types of APIs. So you can search and filter by, you know, product, by area, by language, um, and, and it's a real great resource. So since we have these things open and they're proliferating, 
uh, content is proliferating throughout the company and, and building more samples and incorporating more APIs, it's a great time to sort of uh, come together with VMware Code, which has been, uh, before we merged, was, was a great outbound communications and community-oriented site, um, which is what we at Developer Center didn't do a very good job of outbound. We, we were focused our heads down on getting the technology, um, and you know, VMware Code did a great job communicating to the to the, um, uh, the all, all the developers and administrators out there, um, but didn't have necessarily the the SDKs and APIs that we had. So this was kind of like a, a real, you know, Reese's peanut butter cup kind of moment, right, when we came together. Right. So in a sense, in a, in a real sense, all the features you're talking about, which is sample exchange, the API explorer, and the, the goods partner integrations, which gives that, that program kind of depth, right? Yeah. Uh, all has come together now. It's all at code.vmware.com. We've rebranded, put it all together, and now the whole code program comes together. And we can talk a little bit about the marketing programs that we do run as code. Um, you know, one of the big things that we got there is we got Slack, right? And a lot of people talk about Slack as like an internal communication platform that you use amongst your employees. How are we using Slack? And why don't you give us a little summary of what Slack is when we regard to going to code.vmware.com and joining Slack? What are, you, what, are you, what are we talking about? Yeah, so one, one thing as a quick follow-up. So what, what code's been, VMware Code has been doing the last year is really to provide a, um, a kind of a low barrier to entry option for people who are not partners, right? So people who are new audiences who may never, in some cases, may never become partners, but who, who want to get involved. And so Slack was chosen at the very beginning um, uh, to be the default um, channel. So what happens is when you sign up for VMware Code, uh, you get an uh, in instant uh, invite to Slack. Um, we have about 1,300, a little over 1,300 people on Slack right now, um, and we're starting to see different channels forming for the various topics that people um, are interested in, some of the open source um, projects um, and some of the, of course, VMware um, product-related um, topics. And so that's emerging, and that's our, at this point, our default um, hangout. Right. So Slack, for those people that are, you know, been in a cave, Slack is actually a IRC chat server kind of environment, right, that's very popular, kind of like GitHub took Git source repository and made it a SaaS service out of, to everybody in the web. Uh, Slack is basically taking chat, chat server capability and making it available to everybody on the web. And we have a public-facing, open to the community, Slack environment, but we try to gate it so that we don't have, you know, Paris Hilton coming in and spamming. We actually gate it to we might let her in. Yeah, maybe, maybe her, maybe, maybe somebody else, maybe, uh, maybe you know, attractive guys too can come that have nothing to do with engineering and development. So we do gate it so that the, the quality of the conversation right. is very good. And but all that's required is, is an email, valid email address. That's all that's required. But the idea is that we're not having spam bots show up to our Slack channel and, we don't. and, and, and post. It's right. a very well-behaved um, group. We have not had any issues with that. How many people do we have registered in, in Slack today? A little over 1,300. 1,300. Nice. Are there conversations going on every day? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, some channels are, are really seeing daily activity. Others are still forming and see occasional activities. So we're working on that. So one of the things we're doing right now is to kind of connect with all the different um, teams and um, initiatives to see how we can um, integrate their community activities into what they're doing. And, and of course, Slack is um, a big part of that, but um, what we're seeing also is others, other, some of the teams have um, community channels elsewhere, right? Um, um, you know, some on the VMware 
uh, maintained side and others uh, on third party, aside from GitHub or other third party communities. So we're trying to weave those things together so that everybody who comes to VMware Code has an easy way uh, into finding what's you know what's the most relevant channel for them. Okay, uh, question from the chat window. Um, so are flings moving to the code site anytime soon? Uh, great question. This has been a, a, a question that's popped up a couple times internally. Um, there's no plan to do that yet, but I certainly, this is Larry again, I, I certainly would like to see us uh, work more closely and integrate more closely with uh, the, the Flings group. Good, good. Well, I know I've been on the site. It's, 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 it's nice to be in Slack and you know have those conversations. On Sample Exchange, just to um, drill down a little bit more, on one hand, it's, it's a place to share sample source codes. You have integration into GitHub, so I can share my project and it links that. Uh, but I know that like uh, you've also shared scripts. Uh, William Lamb, some of these other guys oh, yeah. have looked at sharing some of their Power CLI stuff. So it's not just you know what I'd call code and API development. It's also just a repository of all good things in a code format, right? Absolutely, share, yeah. Right? Like William Lamb and uh, Alan Ranoff have both shared uh, lots of their uh, their uh, scripts, automation scripts, um, CLI code. So that's really, really a neat um, uh, tool for that. It's not not just you know the uh, you know the C plus plus kind of code. And I know uh, for 2017, Tim, you're looking at trying to build up some hackathon roadmaps uh, where we're going to go out and run some hackathons. And one of the conversations that we've talked about is possibly sharing the uh, hackathon um, code samples. Uh, or the results. In sample exchange. Well, in a real sense, we don't want people to have to start coding from scratch. If you have a hackathon yeah. and you only have one day to do a hackathon, what you really want to do is build some sample code environments, yeah. publish those, and then let people come in and hack on them. Right. As opposed to, you know, if you have a, a, a 80 hour hackathon, then it's easy. Everybody can come up with ideas. But what we're looking at is selecting maybe two or three cool ideas that people have already kind of built and then publish those and say, hey, come have a hackathon where you're going to build an, an, an extension or do something interesting with that code base. So go check those in the sample exchange, publish them on code, and then let people go off and work on them and then come to the event and then you know, do something in, that, in a team environment there. Yeah, so, that's, so the, the two hackathons that the code team did um, before I joined last year, the VMworld in Vegas and, and VMworld in Europe and Barcelona were some of the most popular things that code is done, right? Feedback was great. People were having a great time. And also the feedback that we've gotten afterwards, uh, a lot of people are uh, interested in expanding on the, on the hackathon format, right? So either finding ways to sustain the activity beyond the event or collaborating uh, with others. Um, and so we're, uh, we're looking at um, finding ways to get that format out into the world, into local events. Um, and even events where we're not physically present. Um, so we're, we're just launching the first trial balloons, hopefully um, this quarter and next. Nice. Okay. So 2017. Now, you know, we had Marius on. We're getting this. This has been a big shift in that you've now built what I call a super credible web experience for code, right? Where in the past, code was kind of like a, a place you could come, register. You guys have a newsletter. You register for the newsletter. You join Slack, and you can watch the blog articles scroll by. 
Uh, now we've moved completely into you know, a full code experience where I can go get my APIs, I can explore the APIs, I can go look at samples, I can experience samples. What's going to happen in 2017? I know, you know, we have to put one of those slides up that says everything we say now from now on will be subject to change without further notice. But maybe you guys can talk a little about, about your goals for 2017. Uh, Larry, where do you see engineering efforts going around a code program? Well, that little disclaimer should actually be everything that I've said already. Already? <laughs> um, because I, I did hint a little bit at some of the stuff we're doing with uh, some marketplace integration and work like yeah, that. Yeah, the API marketplace. Right. So, right. so that's really cool. Um, for 2017, we have, uh, well, the, the new UI that you're seeing now on uh, code.vmware.com is a big uh, shift from what we had before on Developer Center even, right? Right. Um, and it's there's beautiful, a, by the way. It, really it looks like fantastic. It. We, have a, we have some minor tweaks to that coming up, which we're very excited about, which helps to organize the information, so it makes it easier for developers to find stuff. Um, so that's coming uh, up. That's um, going to help sort of segment the content in ways that developers can easily find them. Um, and you know, there's some enhancements to Sample Exchange and API Explorer um, that I don't want to spill the beans on quite yet, but that's that's pretty cool. Um, and then I'd also like to um, open up to the audience here to um, you know let us know what kind of things you guys want, right? So. You know, I'm actually on the product management team working directly with the engineers. So, you know, part of my job is to collect the requirements of our market, right? So if you guys see stuff that um, you would really uh, like to have and it's not there or changes you want, um, you know, tweet them out to us. Um, send them to us through the uh, Slack channel. Um, I'm hooked into that, and we'll make sure we uh, get replies out to you guys and consider everything. Right. That makes sense. Um, I, I like that. I, I think that uh, we should probably have Alan or Newt come back uh, and talk to him about where the APIs themselves are going for all the infrastructure stuff. Uh, we already had Dirk on, you know, talking mm -hmm. about where our open source stuff is going. And then certainly this API exchange, we should have you back on as those plans start to develop, where we yeah. start to see interesting things. I think it's a super cool environment, especially as we move into the hybrid cloud environment where you have Amazon and you have these, these whole places to deploy various capabilities that, that, that all that comes together. I like that. Um, and from a marketing perspective, I know in 2017, Tim, you got some objectives. What are some of your big things that you're trying to do in 2017 around building community around code? Right. So a few things we're doing. Um, we're, there's a lot of content that is um, coming out of the various um, you know, team product initiatives um, at VMware. And we're, um, we're trying to consolidate that as well. So giving people an easy in. Uh, our, our, our new code blog is live, came live along with the launch. And um, that's really where we're going to um, make sure everything is at least mentioned, right? Even if it lives somewhere else, give people a way to, to, to uh, not miss it. Um, and that goes for all the probably several dozen or so teams that have community um, angle. Um, that's one thing. But also looking at, you know, is there interesting content that's coming out of the community that we can feed, help feedback into the organization, right? That's a, that's a, that's a big part. The other thing is events. So it's, you know, we live on the internet, but uh, it's still important for people to, to meet in person. Um, and any way we can facilitate that around the world is, is going to be a big priority this year. Um, so we've set an ambitious goal of, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how many, many uh, meetups that we are involved with. And we're currently talking to the first, um, you know, both VMUGs and other groups um, that have shown interest in, in getting, you know, VMware code 
programming or content to their events. And then we'll just iterate and, 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 and find out what the best formats are, whether it's the hackathon or, um, or speaker bureau, um, getting that activated. And then thirdly, I think uh, what is a priority for me is to do um, a good job at, at network weaving, right? So we're not an isolated um, uh, organism, right? So we live in an ecosystem of a, a lot of um, other existing communities, um, some way older communities, uh, and, and, and organizations that have shared interests in some of these topics. So I think one of the things we want to accomplish this year is to build good relationships with these. Um, the last year, I think a good, you know, some good groundwork was, was laid already, but continue doing that, just finding good partners and then collaborating. You know, if you host an event, if you can host it with a partner, um, that can be make it a stronger event uh, and easier. And so that's that's the third um, pillar, I think, for for this year. That that makes sense. I know that um, one of the one of the challenges we have, you know, we in the in the IT administration slash practitioner market here, who we deal with, typically in building communities, and most of our listeners, um, we have the V Expert program, right? That creates advocates. Right, and then rewards advocates, gets them early access, gets them on beta programs, gets some of that. Are we kind of build some of that functionality into the code program? Absolutely, and uh, we're we're kind of we're not the first one to think of that. There's other communities that have already um, gone down that path, but yes, absolutely, um, um, evangelist or advocacy program. Uh, we we already have a few you know candidates for talking to them, and that's probably going to be. Um, we get more details on that soon. Yeah, and I, I would have guessed that anything that's successful, because uh, we run the, the expert program. If you really want to be successful in any kind of market, you have to engage the community, right? It's not going to be us, you know, that sits and does it, right? It's going to be the community members that that actually do this, that build software, that build applications, that use the APIs, and then share those those experiences with each other. So finding advocates that can then say, hey, yeah, I. I use the REST APIs to control vSphere, and here's how I did it, and then publish that on Sample Exchange, and then be willing to tell a paper on it, and then go to a conference and talk about it, and talk about how they're controlling dynamic infrastructure, how they've built an API and shared it up in the code and created business for themselves by involving themselves in the API market exchange, right? So these building these community members that are actually advocates for the community, I think, would be an interesting way to scale out right yeah. now. It's new for VMware because we've only had API sets to control infrastructure, you know, in a you know, public consumption perspective, not a partner ecosystem, but the Joe guy that wants to go build an app and control VMs, um, I don't know how long we've had that, but I think that's fairly new for us. Yeah, I think I would add that, um, you know, the comments I made earlier about things we were thinking about for 2017 were really about our our web portal. I hadn't thought about the answer of uh, how do I relay that to our program. Um, and there are a number of cool things we're um, doing on the engineering side of the program as well, um, as those that Tim was thinking about for advocacy and, and marketing outreach stuff. So um, as it relates to a developer program, you know, developers often need uh, support, right? So additional Absolutely. support. So yep. right now our first version of uh, our program is kind of community support oriented, but you know, it's not gone past us that there might be a need for um, additional sort you could you could buy. So we're thinking about, you know, what does that look like? Yeah, that's um, actually really interesting because if I look at Apple and 
you know, do we have a hundred dollar offering, you know, that you yeah. can buy into? Do you have a bigger program offer? I really want to have some kind of engineers call me and say, hey, I can't make my app work. Exactly. We want to th- we want to come up with something that's affordable for developers, not this big, you know, high end professional uh, partner right. program sure. support, which right. we do already offer. Right. Um. So we're looking at that and trying to figure out what that would look like. There's other things too, like uh, traditional developer programs out there. Uh, often offer uh, cloud services and developer cloud type of activities so that if you want to, you know, get need space or you want to get some compute, you know, how do we offer that? So we're trying to figure out, gosh, what can we do there? We just did a big, you know, deal with Amazon. So maybe there's some interesting, you know, combinations of, of services we can come up with. Um, we also have this really cool thing called hands-on labs, which is a, a neat way of uh, getting, you know, compute resources, immediate compute configuration right, resources right, right there at your fingertips. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're considering lots of exciting things like that, and looking that would at, be super cool. And looking at that to bring that into the VMware Code program. Right, right. I, it reminds me. I mean, I'll take a moment because we do have some time here. We still have you know, maybe 20 more minutes. Um, yeah, a couple of years ago, VMware has hackathons internally, right? We we yeah. do that, and I know that we're going to take code program internally. That we're getting signing internal engineers. We got a bunch of those. We have radio. Should we have we have we have stuff we're not allowed to talk about. But uh, we went to a hackathon. We call our hackathons a Borathon, right? Because they're not boring. It's about the Bora Bora Island. You know, <laughs> you, you escape to an island and go hack and hack for a while. Is that what it stands for? I didn't actually know that. Yeah, it's Borathon. It stands for Bora Bora. Where you know, and I don't know. They were talking about what, what for the first one they ever did. They were like, we should have a tropical theme. We should have like a, we should have a borathon. Go to Bora Bora and hack. That's and definitely a case yeah. where the engineers come up with the come name. Up with the name, right? Yeah, and yeah. there's a meaning behind it because, of course, they're engineers. But the marketing has Borathon. So, so me and the social team, we're 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 hackers, right? So we we sign up, and and what we built was a environment where you could come in with your Twitter ID. And you could get a VM assigned to you, right? And we spun up VMs in the the old vCloud Air, ah, rest in kind of peace, um, and where you could you could come in, give give your Twitter ID, and get assigned a VM. Um, and we spun up 300 VMs and then assigned them out to people that had Twitter IDs. So that if you wanted just to get a compute resource for a while to try to do something, we could do that. And then we had several different payloads we could we could build. We built this thing in like you know 40 hours of coding in in the VMware gym, um, and and it was pretty cool because you're uh, you're you're kind of getting engineers resources they want to try to hack on things, right? And so I could see having now that we're in Amazon and we have that you know we have compute resources and we have vSphere running in different places, there could be you know Hanson Labs an interesting way to do that. So yeah. it is kind of fun. Our 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 hackathon you know. Project didn't get selected. As, uh, we didn't even make it. I'm surprised at that. I'm really surprised. First round. Our presentation was the best of by course. far, right? Um, <laughs> but the, the engineering people could not see the value in it. They were like, "Why would you want to share VMs through Twitter IDs?" Yeah, right? Like yeah. that just didn't make sense that we would actually allow you to check in and check out. So you actually had a check-in feature, and you could check out a VM, use it with your Twitter ID for up to six months, and then check it back in when you were done. Right? And when you checked it back in, it just reprovisioned it and made it available in the pool. Uh, Sounds very useful. Yeah, engineering, uh, we're judging the hackathon. You know, I think we would have won, but some (laughs) vCenter server plug-in, blah, 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 you know, yeah, that's what won that. that But it's it's really cool to do that, so that's exciting for the code program to actually start offering that kind of deeper engagement with developers. Yeah, and I think, you know, you brought up the internal aspect, right? So uh, it is... Uh, really neat to see across the company this, you know, all the developers and engineers, uh, you know, excited about um, this 
coming together all the technology, right? I think that innovation really only ever happens when, you know, two things that didn't make sense before are somehow explained together now, right? Um, and when you bring, you know, opposite things together and suddenly, you, you know, oh my gosh, you know, whoever would have thought 10 years ago that, you know, hooking your thermostat up to the internet would make sense, right? They're just completely separate things, but they were both in our house 10 years ago, right? You know, right? Nowadays, it's common sense, right? So, uh, that's when innovation happens, is when someone thinks outside the box like that. So, I could maybe just mention so anecdotally. So I've, I've talked, uh, since I started here uh, a few months ago, I, I talked to a lot of people in, inside VMware, and, and there's a lot of goodwill and, and real genuine interest in advancing the developer community mm -hmm. um, program, and that's really, um, really fantastic. So, um, and, and again, a lot of people already you know, have been doing something or are currently pursuing to go out there and, 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 and join communities or build, you know, contribute. Um, and that's, that's really exciting. Yeah, that's a great point, Tim. In fact, if any of you out there uh, listen to uh, Pat Gelsinger, ever hear him talk, he always mentions developers, always, um, which is great. I, you know, as someone who works with uh, developers all the time and trying to build tools to support developers, that's always very encouraging to hear our CEO talk about the importance of uh, the role that developers play. I know we do live streams uh, of some of the meetup events. Is that yeah. going to continue? Oh, absolutely. So we've been uh, uh, secretly building out our live streaming capabilities, um, our colleague uh, Kate here. Um, and um, so we're now in a position to pretty much go to any event uh, here on campus or elsewhere in, in Silicon Valley and just uh, you know plug a few things in and, and have the event live streamed on um, Facebook currently, we're using the, the VMTN Facebook page for that, and um, we're we're still expanding um, and improving on it. And uh, the next time you have a chance to see it is uh, February 15th. Um, the um, Containers and Persistent Storage Meetup will host a meeting here at HQ, and it's going to be live on Facebook. And I know that uh, if you believe Facebook numbers, which I never do, there's like 2,500 people watching those live streams. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's out there. Uh, people that's the largest audience that's ever existed on Facebook. Yeah. Stream. Okay. It's hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Hey, you know, it's, of course, it's people, the, the event may be like 90 minutes, and then people, of course, they drop in and they drop out. But we're working on, um, you know, working on the event structure and, and working on remote audience engagement so people can really, um, at some point in the future, in, in the near future, really tune in from anywhere, whether it's Lebanon or Brazil or somewhere, and follow our, you know, our speakers here and ask questions and get their answers. And that's really um, an another thing that is, is, is great. Um, so do I need to do a plug um, for all the IT practitioners? You know, we get 3,000 plus, you know, listeners. We're trying to bump this up to 6,000. We'll see if our, our the community podcast makes those numbers for 2017. Um, but if you want to join code, and you're an IT practitioner, it, it doesn't cost any money to join it, right? You can go to, go to VMware.com and sign up. Um, lightweight engagement, we just ask for the email address, right? Absolutely. So just go to code.vmware.com and, um, and sign up. Yeah, so um, if you want to get access to the, uh, our SDKs and things, there's um, an additional uh, level of um, sign up, you have, to do. Sign up yeah. you have to do, but it's, it's also uh, free. So um, you can get access to all of our open SDKs and uh, access to Sample Exchange and API Explorer and be able to submit samples and contribute and stuff like that. Um, if you sign up for um, 
uh, a my vmware account so if you already have a my vmware account then you can just uh, come you can in just and come right in and sign engaging. in and, yep. and start engaging yeah. yeah and that, that that's that's good to know there's levels of of code i think if you sign up with a light level you're going to be put on you're going to get a slack invite and you're going to get a put, a put on the newsletter feed there's a checkbox that you got to check for that and then you're kind of just part of the community and you're starting to engage and then if you have a my vmware account then you can come in and engage with sample exchange and start looking at people's samples and i know we want to encourage you guys to get out there and share some of the stuff you've worked on in Sample Exchange, we're continually trying to get more people to, you know, upload stuff. It's great, great to have more stuff like that. Um, other things we need to cover. Are there other any other things we have uh, to talk about here today? Are we coming up to the the last ten minutes of the show? I don't know if we have anything else we want to talk about. Uh, how do they follow? We know we, uh, Tommy, you talked about uh, apps. Uh, code VMware code. I think it's code. at VMware code. Um, Larry, are you on Twitter? Of course, I'm on Twitter. McDonald. I'm McDonald's, at no. What is Don't that? mess it up. <laughs> it's at L McDonough, and it's just L M C D U N N A. Perfect. All right. Yeah. So, and Tim, uh, do do you actually collect followers, or do you just tell them to you know go to VMware code and and follow there? You're go you're to, on that Twitter. Go right? to I, am on, I actually have I have plenty of Twitter. Accounts. Uh, yeah, just go to VMware code. That's the main one. To um, that's also getting more active. So just uh, just follow that. Awesome. I know you're gonna go, go on the road. What's the next event you're gonna be at? I'm gonna be heading up to Portland, Oregon uh, later this month to attend the um, Open IoT Summit. Uh, VMware code is gonna be there with a booth. Uh, the um, Leota team uh, is going to be hosting a um, hackathon. Um, I hear it's going to be very cool. They're going to have a robot to interact with and some other cool stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be there. And uh, we'll, we'll see if there's time and room to maybe uh, host the local meetup of uh, VMR code people in the area. Nice. Um, one of the things that uh, I think uh, one of the, ch- the question on the chat was, you know, getting a single voice around developer for trade shows, right? And and I know that has been an issue with us, right? Where if you go to one trade show, one group from VMware is there and they're talking about developer in a totally different way than if you go to another show where we're at, we're talking about it, you go to EMC and then VMware's there in the EMC booth and they're talking developers and we have that. I think we're getting a handle on that now as as, as you say, bringing these groups together. Is that, is that gonna start happening? Absolutely, it will start happening. I can't say we've solved it. Um, you know, this company, VMware, is full of a lot of very creative and fast-moving teams. As someone who's trying to, um, has been here for almost three years myself, trying to bring these different groups together, sometimes I feel like I'm playing whack-a-mole, you know, another BU pops up, and, and they're often running and reaching out to developers, and you're like, wait a minute, we have a centralized way of doing that, right? Um, but when you, when you show them all the resources you have, we've got the Sample Exchange, API Explorer, we've got the VMware Code Program, um, we're basically building all the infrastructure so that they can communicate and reach out to their uh, developer audiences um, and then leverage all the resources we're building internally and they don't have to then build themselves. So it gives them you know, a, a great business reason to, to work together with us. So um, getting a common voice is perhaps the singular most important thing that uh, I'm trying to do uh, in my job. So. And I know the code brand has started to propagate through these different organizations. Mm-hmm. I understand it when we're community building. Uh, every time a new BU comes in or something spins or we get an acquisition, you know, there's somebody off building a new community on yeah. LifeRay or some other platform. And we're always in that tug of war of, 
Do we let them do it because it's important that they're fast and nimble, and then we'll bring them in once they hit a certain size? How do you how do you add value? How do you get in front of them? I think Code, the brand is such a strong brand, uh, and the graphic is such a good graphic. And we got, we, you know, that, that how could anyone not, very high quality. Right. how I could it. anyone not I want to be part of that program? From Denmark today, so yeah, I, I love the stickers. I, we need something. the t-shirts are awesome. And if you do want a sticker, you can tweet at the code. Totally. Uh, code you know, you can follow us and tweet us, and we'll send you out a t- sticker. I know we still got shirts from VMworld, so we have boxes of shirts that we can probably still send out. Um, I know that, Tim, you just love Shipping stuff totally. around the no, world. That's, that's what you live for. Right? No, you know, yeah. in, in fact, there is a demand. People still, you know, stickers out for, right. for uh, merch. In fact, I have the most stickers on my machine. I'll say of the group here today. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to put that on the record. Because I lost my Trader Joe's sticker that my kids put on my Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I went to a new laptop, and I just decided to not go stickery, because that's like so last year. So last year. So last year. Now, now, Eric, you're always trying a trendsetter. To, yeah, I'm trying to figure out. The, the, the naked sticker look is now the way to go. Right? I'm, I'm trending. Um, all right. Well, hey, it's been great, everybody on the show, talk about it. I'm excited about the program. That's because I like to hack. Uh, I like DevOps stuff like to have you guys come back and maybe talk a little bit about DevOps and drill down into some of these some of these areas and what you're doing for the, in the specific areas. Uh, I think we're all going to be engineers over time. We're not going to have to work with IT ops ever again. We're going to just deploy directly right into the big cloud of, of VMs that are floating around the planet. Uh, awesome stuff. Thanks a lot for being on the show. Uh, any last comments? No, I thanks for listening. And um, if you haven't done so already, just check it out. Go to code.vmware.com and sign up and engage. Sign up and uh, you make Tim's day. He watches the numbers every day. Every day. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Tommy, thanks for hanging with us. I know Corey was off you know, doing whatever he was doing, couldn't be here today. Yep. I saw him on the chat window. So, Corey, thanks for, thanks for joining in anyway. And uh, we'll, we'll catch you on the Absolutely, Eric. You bet. Yeah, love to hear your voice, man. Good yeah, great to, to listen to, to everybody. Yeah. Yep. All right, all right. Well, be good and become an advocate, and we'll see you again next week. Do we know where we're going on the show next week? Anybody? No? Tommy? No? Yeah, yep, yep. Checking in, checking in. We have Kyle Ruddy for a discussion on Power CLI and Geekier. Very cool. Oh, that's a good one. So next week. Which is February 8th or 7th? Wednesday. It's going to be 8th. 8th. Next week, February 8th, live, Power CLI with Kyle Ruddy. Kyle Ruddy. Don't don't miss it because he's a cool guy, and Power CLI is always fun to talk about. We'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.